I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Happy International Men's Day. Mm, a podcast from two women on International Men's Day. This one's just for the fellas. Boys, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> I think, honestly, our listenership is pretty divided. 50-50, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, like, the, the girls and the gays are doing the bid numbers. Yeah. But... And for that, we say thank you. Thank you. Um, but we ha- definitely have some... Some toxic, cishet, white male listeners. <laughs> and this day is for you. Boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm reclaiming International Men's Day. How are we celebrating? You're wearing your Pornhub t-shirt. I, I wore am. mine last year on International Men's Day. I remember. Day. <laughs> In order to promote solidarity by sharing interests. I also did uh, stand-up comedy last year. That's, that's a men's... Oh, yeah. Men's thing. That's why you wore the shirt on stage. <laughs> yes. I remember this. <laughs> that was funny. I got harassed a lot. I know. Honestly, that's an in-the-house shirt now. <laughs> it is? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely an in-the-house shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to reclaim International Men's Day mm-hmm. because people really want to women and femme their way. Mm-hmm. Into me doing toxic masculinity. Well, you're a woman with a short hair, which is, like, essentially yeah. a man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think about... Okay, not to be serious for five seconds, but I think about this all the time, and I'm like... As a, an important member of the tomboy rights... Yes movement yes thank you for your work um you're welcome (laughs) as a proud member of femme tomboy nation (laughs) i think about all the time about how if i was born like five ten years early or whatever somebody would have managed to convince me that i'm Mm non-binary just because i like didn't wear skirts till i was like five ten years later yeah. Like if you were oh, younger. sorry. Yeah, if I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just because I had weird haircuts and like yeah. didn't wear skirts till I was like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Can't a girl just enjoy the video game archives of Tony Hawk without being accused of not performing femininity in a way that's adequately enough considered to be a woman? I mean, as long as you're gay. <laughs> That's where I'm drawing wrong. That's the problem. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm trying my best, but these dicks just keep finding their way into my mouth. <laughs> it's like that, um, what's her name? Eliza, um, she's a Netflix special. Oh, Eliza Schlesinger? Yeah. Yeah. Her joke about how butch lesbians always have really feminine names, like chastity, because their parents weren't trying to raise a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she had a joke about yeah. that. That's funny. I think it's her new special. Okay, I haven't watched it, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 like, why are they always named Chastity? <laughs> I had to log off from her, uh, from her jokes after she, she said that she wasn't like other girl traumas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this episode from my, my brand new apartment in La Belle Province. Yes. Yes, I'm officially a 
Carmesia and Trebetoise, you know? Mm. I've spoken more French the last three days than I have in the last three years. I'm sure probably. you have. You've been working for the government, yeah. Honestly, working for the government was a lot of listening to people speaking in French and responding in English. Yeah. Because everybody just speaks in whatever language they're more comfortable in. True. Unless it's in a public, some sort of a public speaking engagement, in which case you obviously have to go back and forth between French and English, which can be nice if you are competent in both, but is really just a headache if you're listening to some, like, 45-year-old man who learned all of his French in, like, mandatory government training. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. How was your weekend? Good. I was just moving. Yeah. But I, I like... Moving is a headache. Yeah, it sucks. But I like sorting and organizing stuff and purchasing household goods Mm -hmm. and watching other people carry heavy things for you yeah yeah of course (laughs) so it was all right my dad helped us move and he's literally so useless yeah (laughs) like your dad not your stepdad right my actual father what's he gonna do (laughs) nothing Honestly, he disassembled and reassembled my bed, which That's was helpful. honestly more than I thought he was capable That's of. That's very helpful. But I didn't see him pick up anything that was heavier than, like, a guitar. I mean, it's nice <laughs> that he offered to help. Yeah, that was fine. It was, it was really good. My brother is, like, a big burly boy. Yeah. And he made a list of people who he's helped move in the last year, and it was honestly really disturbing. He's helped so many people, eh? So many people. Poor guy. He's just a big, strong guy. Yeah. So... And people know that if he won't say no. Yeah, that's true. They ask him. He was like, yeah, I've helped you move. I've helped... He also helped my boyfriend move out of mm-hmm. his place. So my boyfriend and I live together now, but he helped Mike move out of his place and then helped me move out of my place. Yeah. So he helped, two, did he help your dad move too? Two moves. He helped my dad move. He helped my other brother move. Oh my God. I was like, why does nobody ever ask me? Because I know I'm not good at carrying stuff, but I'm really fast at like deciding where logical places for things to go in like the kitchen is i'm really good at folding clothes you're good at unpacking i'm good at unpacking exactly which is honestly a lot of the labor and i'm sick of women's work being devalued in the home (laughs) international men's day (laughs) no but seriously that's like the worst part of moving is unpacking definitely hard also you can only really tap out at eating pizza and fried chicken for like 36 days. hours, yeah, two days. Yeah. That's it. We went to Subway yesterday. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yo, I know Subway is like depression meal, mm-hmm. but it's so good. It's so good. I love it. No, I... <laughs> the only inappropriate Subway meal ever is the chopped ham salad. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you know what? The Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Honestly, if you're getting a salad at Subway, go ahead and check yourself into Cammage. <laughs> a little bit of Canadian content there. Jesse. <laughs> the Royal Ottawa, whatever. Insert your local mental health institution here. <laughs> Go ahead and hop in since you're asked what at chop salad. <laughs> I love moving. And it's because I liked sitting on the floor. Yeah, me you too. Know? I feel so good. <laughs> Sitting on the floor is for women, children, and gays. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just discovered grocery delivery and I have to say it's like a very sad day for the industry that fabricates sad little grocery trolleys. Because <laughs> you'll never use one again. Dude, why would you do groceries on foot when it's five extra dollars to get them delivered to your house? Yeah, that's it's Am I gonna literally carry orange juice? Absolutely not. I didn't buy as much diet soda as I wanted. Am I gonna literally carry orange juice? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like five dollars is nothing. Five dollars <laughs> is like worth Yeah. I'm not going to the grocery store at five PM and battling it Ew. out with women who are literally wearing like ankle length downfilled coats. <laughs> It's not happening. You think I'm gonna fight a chick in a white Ford Escape for a parking spot at 5 p.m. on a Monday? You will, she's but trying you don't to want make to. fucking tortellini for <laughs> four children. Oh, tortellini is so good. I know. You know that frozen <laughs> shit that comes in the bag? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. This is. DBM is advocating for fresh pasta. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I uh, had to call the police at work this weekend. Not fun. Didn't like doing it. But no. he came back. I, so I called the police on this guy who was like being racist to people at the hostel. <laughs> and then when I told him he had to stop being racist, he had to leave. Working in a hostel. <laughs> yeah. Racism. Yeah. I was like, hey man, you can't be racist. Um, you're going to have to leave. Yeah. And he was like, just put me in a private room. And I was like, well, you could have asked me that earlier and I would have done it because you're annoying. But then you were racist. So now you got to go. You have 15 minutes or I'm going to call the police. And then he threatened me. So I called the police. The problem is there's no point in being in a private room if you can hear them yelling the slurs from outside the door. That's what know? I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the police showed up, um, mm -hmm. everyone clapped because he was so annoying that nobody wanted him there. Right. So the guests were like, woo. <laughs> and then he came back on Monday mm -hmm. and was like, I want a refund. Oh my god. I was like, buddy, you don't get your $40 back if you call me a dyke. <laughs> and threaten to kill me. It's just normal. <laughs> it's just common sense, really. Yeah. If you're in a customer service situation and you're trying to get preferential treatment, you know, like a refund, or you're trying to be helped expediently, it, pro it usually helps if you don't call the worker a dyke. Honestly, I would have given him the refund because I didn't want him to come back and bother me, mm -hmm. but the police officer was like, you're not getting a refund. Good. When they were kicking him out. I always have a problem with, like, when I've historically worked in customer service situations because I don't want to feed people's understanding that like the squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah i don't want to you. reward poor behavior which is like mistreating frontline service workers yeah and causing a huge fucking conniption until you get what the you man want. your manager forces you to make this person get what they want because people make a fucking lifetime career. Like, can I talk to the manager, bitches? Yeah. They make a lifetime career out of arguing with people who are paid minimum wage in order to spend $7, and they do it everywhere they fucking go. Yeah, and then it becomes a trend, Or to right? save $7, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you can't reward that. It's, it's like giving a child candy so that they'll stop screeching in the grocery store. I never do. No. You know what the child what needs? A smack. Same with the lady who's coming into the fucking liquor store <laughs> telling me she wants deal on vodka. It's not happening. And she wants it in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, lady, we don't have plastic bags. I'm sorry. 
No, I never give people what they want. Like, people ask me for, like, discounts and shit, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you misunderstood the policy. Like, the customer is always right. It's like, no, objectively. Usually they're wrong. Sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to advocate for anyone getting fired here. It's just, like, people just need to learn that they can't just go anywhere and get whatever they want. Anyways, that was a lot, but I don't think I'm depressed anymore. That's good. So that's good. <laughs> I love that for you. I don't think I ever had depression. Okay. I was talking about this the other day. Someone's telling me that my mental health seems really good. And mm-hmm. like, arguably it's up and down. But I honestly just think the material conditions of my life have just gotten a lot better. Yeah. I don't, so I, you there's know, not less exacerbating factors. I don't live in an apartment that I hate anymore. I am not being alternatingly like neglected or like verbally and emotionally abused by like some shitty boyfriend yeah you're not working at a job that is like i'm not working killing you (laughs) i'm not working two jobs plus taking care of my sick mom plus doing stand-up comedy plus recording a podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's huge yeah um i have supportive friendships and like i'm trying my best to get along with my family i've stopped using substances and i have a partner who loves and supports me sounds like like (laughs) those are all things that help even it out i live in a nice apartment that doesn't now that doesn't stretch me out financially yeah everything is really even if you were mentally ill under these circumstances oh my fucking sugar is under control Big one. Huge. Big I'm one. not drinking, and I know that I'm diabetic now, so I'm eating properly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's the biggest <laughs> one. I was thinking about how fucking crazy... We talked about this on the podcast last week, but I was thinking about how crazy I was. <laughs> when you were, like, 19. When I was, like, 19, and then I was, like, oh, yeah, I was, like, either starving myself or, like, pounding sugar. Yeah. Plus, I was drinking so much alcohol and using drugs <laughs> yeah. and, like fucking people who hated me <laughs> it's like babe that's a metal health that's like anyone would be crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so positive for us i love that's that good. i hope I we can that. beat the canadian winter i hope so i was like oh maybe i wasn't depressed maybe i just needed to come eight times in 48 hours maybe everyone just needs that all the time honestly that's been the difference in my life yeah. too <laughs> Damn, maybe I never had depression. <laughs> Guys, this is uh, <laughs> this is the official DBM recommendation for lifestyle changes for mental health. <laughs> Not more and eat enough food. <laughs> Keep your house clean. Try to go outside once a week. Make your bed. <laughs> Show off Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson probably doesn't nut. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He does make his butt, though. Yeah. Should we talk about stuff? Probably. Okay. So the Hong Kong protests have just been intensifying over the course of the last week. I have to be honest, I've been mostly staying out of commenting on yeah Hong Kong in general um and I know the silence is deafening so I'm fixing that now <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's just because contrary to everything that I've ever done on this podcast or in my personal life or on stage up to this point I honestly do try my best not to speak on things that I'm not properly informed on yeah 
but to my understanding, <laughs> I'm sorry listeners, I know you're probably all way smarter than me. What is going on is that Hong Kong was uh, a British property. Mm -hmm. It was no longer a British property, but they were living um, in China with a one state, two governments system. Yeah. So they were still operating under a system that's more akin to what we have in the Commonwealth, mm -hmm. whereas the rest of China was under uh, a technically communist regime, but like a fascist <laughs> regime, <laughs> essentially. Um, and then China tried to absorb Hong Kong mm -hmm. into being run the same way that the rest of the country is. Yeah. And they tried to repeal the law that allowed Hong Kong to be governed differently mm -hmm. in September. And there was huge... Um, strikeout and unrest and protesting due to that and that bill has since been repealed which was one of their five the five things that they were protesting for yeah but now there's still unrest because protesters have been harmed or they're in jail or so their now their their other four requests all have to do with the protests not being considered a riot. Yeah. The people who were protesting being unhanded, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, released from prison yes. and whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the exact year because I feel like I'll get it wrong, but I mm -hmm. think that Hong Kong was only like released from British rule in the nineties, mm -hmm. early nineties. Mm -hmm. So it really hasn't been that long. No, but. I'm just seeing a lot of stuff about this because, like, people were talking about how the police were treating the protesters mm -hmm. and being like, oh, the police are just, like, gangs, like, ugh. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny when people, like, from the U.S. and stuff see the way that cops act in other countries and, like, mm -hmm. can't reflect that back at their own situations. Definitely. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was one of the other demands was uh, a formal investigation into the police brutality. Yeah, because it was really bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I do think that <laughs> the protesters had a lot of points to be made about the fact that if they shifted towards the system that the rest of China is using, that the main people who would be punished would be, yeah. like, journalists and activists. Mm -hmm. And those those people would prob possibly slash probably never see the light of day again yeah. if they were, they were placed in jail or worse. I honestly just can't... <laughs> really advocate for any stance on this aside from that I am sympathetic to the to the protesters, protesters. Yeah. and I hope that they all turn out okay and regardless of which system people think is preferential I think we can all acknowledge that the way that the Chinese government is going right now is towards like a very, very increased surveillance state, which is the type of thing that we should all be very worried about. Mm -hmm. We should definitely always be 
wary and protective of ourselves as to not rapidly shift into (laughs) kind of fascist data-based feudalism. (laughs) (laughs) We're libertarians now. Yeah. Um, Um, I work with a guy who's from Hong Kong. Yeah. So he moved here when he was like 13. Yeah. And I guess he thought that I didn't know anything about anything because he was trying to talk to me at work the other day Mm. and he was like yeah there's these protests in hong kong right now and like the police are getting such a bad name blah 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 he's like he's like a fascist he was like like, yeah the protesters are like he was complaining about the protesters basically and Mm -hmm. and then he was i was asking him about why china's the only country that doesn't release their capital punishment statistics Mm -hmm. and he was like he was like well because they don't have capital punishment there Go off. Interesting. If they didn't, wouldn't they just say zero? (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I hope the demands are are met. And if it's the most functional system for them, I hope that they're allowed to... Continue. Continue the way that the citizens seem to want to continue. Yeah. That's honestly all I have to say. And I think that in a lot of cases, exceptions should be made. Like, this is such a silly example. But, like, for example, there are towns in Quebec that are accepted Mm -hmm. from province-wide language legislation just because, historically, there would be huge unrest. Yeah, there'd be big problems. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. If they were forced under the same legislation, like Shawville, Hudson, Drummondsville. Drummondville, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, are all allowed to have, like, English signage and whatnot. Yeah. Because it's just, like, why not make an exception rather than upturn something the way something has been for 100, 200, 300 years? years. Yeah. It's, like, why cause problems right mm-hmm. all you're gonna do is make people trust you less not to be a status quo advocate <laughs> um really bold it's just like bold stance here from dbm police violence is bad let people state, do whatever state, they want state <laughs> violence is bad protect protesters journalists and activists <laughs> real controversial stuff here on dbm <laughs> all right Let's talk about what's on everybody's mind. <sighs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. So Disney. So cute. I know. <laughs> Disney Plus, that's my. I know everyone's been waiting for my official take on The Mandalorian. I did watch the first two episodes, and all I have to say is Baby Yoda's cute. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. I tweeted that. Yeah. And somebody was like, oh my god, spoilers, can't you at least wait until the weekend? And it was so funny because literally the next day the feed just absolutely erupted with pictures of Baby Yoda. And I was like, first of all, Baby Yoda is in the first episode. It's not a spoiler. Which has been, no. No. Which has been out for five days or something. So if you actually liked Star Wars enough to care about spoilers, you would have seen it by now. Yeah, the first episode. Come on. I know. Disney Plus was rolled out last week. Their official 
launch was the new Star Wars spinoff television series, The Mandalorian. And I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I, I have seen yeah. all the movies probably multiple times. I pr I'm a prequels truther. I think the prequels are dead. Um, <laughs> truther. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Disney Plus came out. When was it? Earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it is seven dollars American per week, so it's mm -hmm. just a little bit cheaper than the cheapest tier of Netflix. Per week or per month? Sorry, per month. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was seven dollars like, per month. No. Um, and the cheapest Netflix is nine dollars American per month, but. They're saying that the services that Disney has are more akin to the higher tier of Netflix, but I don't think that they really own that many properties, like... Disney? I mean, they do, Well, but... I just, like, don't know what people are wanting to watch. The Star Wars thing was huge. I guess Honestly, that... Honestly, that's why it was at the launch. Yeah. They have all the Simpsons. Yeah, but, Because like, they just bought Fox. Yeah. I think they have Marvel stuff, and then but then other than that, all they have is. Do they have is, Warner Brothers? I don't know. I don't think so. But other than so they have a bunch of Star Wars stuff, but who cares, Jay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, all they have is like Lizzie McGuire, like the Disney originals, Stephen Stevens, That's So Raven. Yeah, all the Disney stuff. So, listen, I want to watch the Amanda Show, and if it's not on there, I'm not interested. Thank you. That's the that's the right take. Thank you. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Amanda, please. <laughs> um, so one thing that's interesting about Disney Plus is they're not doing Netflix style where they release entire seasons in one go. And I think that this is honestly to avoid people getting like a one week free trial binge watching The Mandalorian and then yeah. So they're releasing episodes one per week and that's probably definitely just to get the max amount of subscription money so they're just it's just like cable tv in that way mm -hmm. we have to pay like yes yeah the other thing is too they will be maintaining the disney vault so disney has yeah. what's called the disney vault right where they only make some of their properties, like movies, for example, available for like a year, six months, three months, whatever. And then they put at them, a time, yeah. and then they put them back. So, like for example, you can't get Hercules or whatever right now. Right now, yeah. Like the, which is the only Disney movie. When are they going to release <laughs> Song of the South on Disney Plus? Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Five Old Joe's West, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how many subscription services you're supposed to pay for. Is my thought process. I think we're it's in fine. a subscription service bubble. Did you? I'm not gonna act like I pay for any of my own subscription services. No. First of all, no. I pay for. I pay for the New York Times because I like the crossword and the recipes. Yeah. And I pay for Spotify. Mm hmm. And I'm pretty, and my fitness pal plus, <laughs> and everything else, it, somebody else pays for, honestly. Yeah. I pay for Spotify, mm -hmm. I pay for the New York Times, mm -hmm. and I pay, used to pay for Tinder Plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, iconic, iconic cell phone. Spotify Trio, <laughs> Tinder Plus, New York Times, <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Man. Those, that combo of apps is wearing boat shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, 
the whole like streaming service thing really bothers me mm-hmm. and it started with music streaming services for sure right because yeah. there was itunes and then mm-hmm. there was spotify mm-hmm. then they kept adding more mm-hmm. and more and more and more mm-hmm. and i don't know it just drives me crazy how all these companies can just like make their own streaming service did you remember title i was gonna say it and then i didn't bring it up <laughs> <laughs> Title was like talked about how Lemonade still isn't on Spotify and nobody's buying Title, so everybody's just going without listening to Lemonade. And then it's like you go through a breakup and you gotta pay for one month of Title. <laughs> yeah. No, but Title was like the one that changed the streaming service game. Yeah. Because it was like this is exclusive content that will only be here. Yes. Because before it was like you could get iTunes or Spotify and. It had the same music on it. Didn't Taylor kind of. Swift do something where she only released her stuff on on Apple Music and then now it's on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't even have the rights to her music anymore. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how this pod- we're creating a streaming service exclusively for this podcast. <laughs> we are, yeah. Because obviously we have the listenership where we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Tidal was the one where people were like, oh, we can put out exclusive content only on this service and yeah. people will pay for it. Mm-hmm. Thank God nobody pays for Tidal because it's the only place that my asshole picks. <laughs> It's like an audio rendition of your asshole pics. Yeah. <laughs> what does my asshole sound like? I don't know. Pay for title. <laughs> I, I'm moving, so I don't have internet. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm so bored. Oh, yeah. I'm I don't sure know what are. I've been doing. I mean, I've been tweeting, mm-hmm. but I haven't been, like watching tv or anything and it's crazy because like i'm so deep into like a season of the great british breaking show from like four years ago yeah because it's like all you have <laughs> <laughs> happens. Uh, <laughs> no i can't watch it oh right yeah. the internet. damn i know the the uh, desire is gonna be gone by the time you get internet when i lived in the middle of the woods and i had no internet it was horrible because i had nothing to do and like Every time I wanted to jack off, I just had to, like, make something up in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) You've got, like, a crusty Victoria's Secret catalog. (laughs) Christmas edition. (laughs) Can't use this as serious because they blur out the nipples underneath the bras. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was so bored last night. I wrote jokes. Like... (laughs) Literally. <laughs> like, that's depressing. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> I was thinking about talking about Wexit, but like... I don't really care about it. Yeah, honestly, we've talked so much about... Alberta. Alberta separatism on this yeah. podcast. I'm sorry, Alberta listeners, Canadian listeners, Canada heads. Alberta heads. Yeah. Wexit is catchy not as catchy as brexit though no honestly brexit sounds like a knockoff uh breakfast cereal brexit yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it does i just pray for alberta you know what (laughs) (laughs) i just like everyone there is like a six Jesus Christ. <laughs> hot people from Alberta are so hot. No, I'm not you saying everyone is, but like... No, but hot people from Alberta are, are really, really hot. hot. <laughs> DBM officials <laughs> stance everyone out from Alberta as a sits, even though my boyfriend is from there. <laughs> it's harsh. Whatever. 
<laughs> people from Edmonton are hot. Yeah, that's true. Calder, here's what I envy about people from Alberta is it's so cold there that they've learned how to look hot. In the winter. In the winter, which is crazy. No one else in Canada has done that. I know. I go to the grocery store and I either look like, I don't know if I look like a little girl who doesn't buy her own clothes yet, or I look like a, a like mom of four. Yeah. I honestly have no idea because I have one of those knee length downfill jackets and it didn't come in black. So <laughs> what the fuck, right? I feel like people who live up north have figured out how to look hot. Yeah, they all have these like wool coats and like really big scarves, scarves and stuff and these similar like, cute hats. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the secret. A cute hat. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We've cracked the code. Northerners, let us know. <laughs> yeah. I used to live somewhere where it was colder than this, but it was also, like, wetter. So it didn't... Yeah, it's different. Makes sense. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just please DM me if you have tips. I've just given up on looking hot outside. That's right. Unless why I'm going somewhere where I have to look hot inside. I guess... You know, but like in my casual wear, I'm just, I'm straight up wearing Sorrells and it's like, okay. Yeah, me. She gave up. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Her feet are warm, but like she's depressed. <laughs> no, that's why we look so hot in the spring and the summer. Because we true. barely have fall here and it's winter. I look so hot in the fall. It's such a Canadian curse that the fall lasts two weeks. Spring was like, I looked hot this spring. Okay. And then... I wrote down that we should talk about wife guys. Yeah. Let's talk about wife guys. They've been, there's been just huge wife guy discourse on the internet recently. There was like, we all know about the curvy wife guy. Yeah. My personal favorite, the Ambien wife guy. Oh, I love Ambien. The guy who takes Ambien. I love my wife. And then sleep posts about how much he loves his wife. Honestly, the only wife guy for me. I love the don't email my wife guy. Okay, yes. Iconic. Yes. Yes. That's like some shit that my stepdad would pull, honestly. Ian? Yeah. <laughs> he probably just like do it more semi-permanently. Yeah. You know, you leave a note on somebody's car or something. Don't, Don't email, email my, my wife. wife. Tires are slashed. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how would you define a wife guy? Okay. So. I was thinking about this a lot. Like, is a wife guy a guy who, like, loves his wife very publicly, or is it just a guy who is mentioned in tandem with his wife in public? People argue on either side. I think that it's guys that either, like, love their wife or, like, are really, like, very vocal about, like, being protective or, yeah, like like pedestaling their they're giving their wife a platform for whatever reason for whatever reason like sean kane letting his wife take over his, his twitter, twitter for two days because she was obviously probably like yammering at him and she made the picture herself and it was like the bio was like i will be taking over my husband's <laughs> twitter account <laughs> in order to speak my piece about the attacks on my family for the next 48 so hours so funny 48 crazy. hours <laughs> yes crazy Right? Thread. <laughs> um, to me, I think that a wife guy is a guy who's defined by his relationship to his wife. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Positive or negative. Right. And usually self-defined. Yes. I think it started on Reddit. It did, yeah. Because... The wife guys? 
in no matter which subreddit you're in, it's like building a vanity table for my wife. Yeah. Or like my wife got me these rare video games or like <laughs> my wife's recipe, my wife's grandmother's recipe for carrot cake or they, these they guys have are, to talk about their wives. We're not in our slash relationships, but we're all mentioning our wives unnecessarily. They just want to prove that they have a wife because they're on Reddit. That's why. They're ugly. Yeah, probably. Okay. Only ugly people. They're like, just except for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever posted an r slash stand-up comedy. Is that crazy? I've only ever posted an r slash relationships. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, dude, I should start posting art. I'm so excited to get a desk job so that I can fuck off from my desk job what? again. Is that crazy? No, it feels so good. I'll start posting an r slash stand-up comedy. <laughs> I, I like responding to the r slash relationships posts. Yes. Okay, the only three answers are that's abuse. Mm-hmm. Leave him. Yeah. Or you're the problem. Oh, I love telling people that they're being unreasonable. Yeah. I feel like I'm very good at providing very super moderate advice. advice. Like reasonable advice. Yeah, you are. Thank you. I, give, I think I give good advice. Yeah. Because I, I feel like sometimes people are like, leave him and it's like... Okay, yeah. Okay, but also no one ever wants to hear that. No, that's not what So why don't for. you give them interim advice and then eventually they'll leave them on their own. Yeah. That's reasonable. because we're Pisces. True. Good point. Famous, famously the, the keepers of the unlicensed therapy. <laughs> Literally. Who is, Pisces, is Pisces signified by the fish or the unlicensed psychotherapist? <laughs> <laughs> Who's a, who do you think is the best wife guy? Like, not your favorite, but the most iconic wife guy. Okay, yeah, obviously my favorites is are Ambien and do not email my wife guy. Yeah, of course. I think curvy wife guy yeah. is the most well-known well known wife guy. Mm -hmm. He tried to have a rap career off that. He wrote a rap about his curvy wife. Dude, I'm gonna kill myself. My most iconic wife guy is, it was only on Twitter, so if you're not on there, you probably wouldn't have heard about it, but the mm. guy who pretended to be his wife. Well, no, he pretended to be a woman on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then when people found out that he was lying, he said that he was actually pretending to be his wife. Because that's better. That's so crazy. But he definitely didn't even have a wife. Yeah. But my posts aren't funny, just so you guys know it's my boyfriend. Yeah, pretending um. to be you. <laughs> I, th I think that it's funny because it's like... Finally, like, we've been making fun of girls that are obsessed with their boyfriends for so long. Boyfriend girls. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's time. Now we have wife guys. Yeah. You know? Weirdly, though, guys aren't like this unless they're either crazy or they're in, like, a very serious long-term relationship. Yeah. But girls can be like that no matter what. No matter where you're at. Yeah. But guys are like this if they have a new girlfriend that they're totally in love with that has two children every three weeks. Yeah. You know, oh my then God, it's my yeah. girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. Who guys. I love. Yeah. Um, I'm moving in with her. Or it's wife dies. Yeah. I can be one or the other. I have historically not been a boyfriend girl because um, normally I, I like my boyfriends are neglecting me so much I forget I even have one. <laughs> How do the concept of girlfriend boys? Sorry, <laughs> boyfriend girls mm -hmm. and wife guys fit into the queer scene. 
Let's break this down. Um, there are female wife guys. Oh yeah. There's a chick who's on this season of the Great British Baking Show that I'm watching right now. Hit me up if you know what I'm talking about, but don't give me any spoilers because I'll fucking come to your house. Uh, <laughs> I know I spoiled the Mandalorian, but if you spoil the last season of the Great British Baking Show for me, I will come to your house. Also, if you've seen Noel Fielding's comedy and you think that he's funny, can you please let me know because he seems funny in the room and I also kind of think he's hot. And I just recently found out that he's not only host of the Great British Baking Show, but he also played Old Dread. So if you are familiar <laughs> with his work and you think he's funny, please let me know and I'll check out some of his comedy. Okay. I heard that he did really crazy comedy called The Mighty Boosh. It's like absurdist oh. sketch stuff or something. Anyways. Interesting. Yeah, but there's a female wife guy on season eight. Her name is Yan, and she's okay. like an uh, she's like an Asian lesbian who's like a research chemist or something. Okay, and nice. all of her recipes are like she met her wife playing soccer. Hell yes, mm-hmm. um, and she's like married to like a like blonde white chick who she played soccer with. Okay, iconic. That's awesome. And all of her recipes are like. This is based on what my wife likes to eat after she comes back from the gym. Or like, <laughs> this is my wife's favorite jam from childhood and I'm filling my donuts with it. Oh my god. And they're all called like, her wife's names, like... Whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> female wife guy. She's a female wife. She's... Dude, every time they quote her on a recipe, it's... About her girlfriend. She's like... Yeah, and they've been married for 16 years. It's actually honestly really cute. That's really cute. I like I don't mind wife dies if it's just like, okay, this person is obviously like- In love. And in love. Yeah. They're not just like- Yeah. They're not like this with every person. <laughs> you know what I think it is? What? I think wife guys are just doing that thing that lesbians do, mm-hmm. where they're obsessed with their partner mm-hmm. that isn't even that good. Yes. And that's why it's annoying. Okay, yeah. Right? Like, if people just aren't used to guys doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone dates me and they become a wife guy, it's like, okay, we all get where you're coming from. <laughs> but, like... But, like... <laughs> where else do... Oh, boy, boyfriend girls... Okay. Boyfriend girls do and don't have a place in the queer community because, here's the thing... You can't really be a boyfriend girl if you're bisexual and you have a male partner because chances are you're cheating on him with women. Yes. Right? So you should really mention it as little as possible. Or Mm -hmm. you're trying to bring your boyfriend into queer spaces. Yes. That's the other one. You're like Polly. Yeah. And you're like, this is one of my absences of oppression. Local heads know who we're talking about. Yes. (laughs) Just DM me if you want to know my harrowing experience about almost getting polyamory after a comedy show more than once. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Like, queer girls can't really be boyfriend girls. Unless they're really disgusting and they think that being polyamorous and kinky is, like, one of their absences of being queer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, That's the only way in which it made sense. I feel like all lesbians are wife guys which is like so annoying yeah it's so annoying the thing about me is like um if you think i fought shits before mind your business but 
when I'm in a relationship with a man, I'm straight like I am the rest of the time. So I can be I can be a boyfriend girl and still be in queer spaces, and that's my business. <laughs> so if you thought this, which is not true, I can still do this, but it's not true. It's just because, like, it's not true. Well, I'm not cheating on him with women, right? Yeah. Which would be the... <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to be a boyfriend girl. In queer spaces. <laughs> Actually, being monogamous and faithful is queer. Mm-hmm. I I always try to signify how, um, like, if I'm trying to look responsible and stable, mm-hmm. I'm always, like, I just drop that I have, like, a, a long-term partner. partner. Right. You know, like, in my job interview last night, they were like, I walked in with a Starbucks top and said, Mike, on it. They were like, Mike. And I was, I was like, Oh yeah, my uh, my partner got that for me, <laughs> and I would never my partner. You can't say my boyfriend in job interview. No, you have to say partner. Fuck. <sighs> my husband. Not wearing a ring. Plus, then what if I get the job? Yeah, it's you can't do that. You can't. Do that. <laughs> Plus, it's like it's like oh oh her partner. It's like mm-hmm. oh is it like we have to hire her? What if it's, what if it's like an LGBT thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like that time I did a job interview like I was interviewing someone for a job and she mm-hmm. dropped that she was indigenous gay and also disabled in the interview and I was like oh my god now I have to hire you okay me <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I do I honestly do tip boxes on of course, uh, why wouldn't you? Application forms if they're looking for diversity points. Honestly, I'm like really a good candidate because you technically hired somebody indigenous, but nobody's uncomfortable because I look white. <laughs> and like, technically you're disabled, but it's not like physical. So like, nobody has to think about it. Nobody has to make sure there's a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Do you think, is being, like, do chronically ill people call themselves disabled? Is that a weird question? They do? Some of them do. Okay. I think it should depend on what your chronic illness is. Like, I don't really think it's appropriate for some people to be saying they're disabled. Yeah, because I would never call myself disabled, even though, like, obviously I have diabetes and I will for my entire life. Yeah. But is that considered a chronic illness? Type 1 diabetes is considered a chronic illness because it's an autoimmune disorder. Okay, right. Yeah, so. Um, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if I have two different disabilities, they cancel out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's my favorite thing to do? Made fun of my brother for being deaf. <laughs> Am I disabled? What do we think? <laughs> well, I mean, you're stupid, but it's not fair to say that sort of thing. It's not medical. <laughs> uh, should we do beefs? Mm-hmm. Do you have beef this week? Yeah. Okay. What's making you angry this week? You know what? Hmm. I actually don't have a beef. Okay. <laughs> this is literally like last week when I said I, I've been getting my pussy ate every day and now I don't have beefs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. Thanks. Do you um, have a beef? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I have a couple of quick ones and then one kind of long one. All right. It's not because I'm feeling angry this week. It's because people really have been fucked up this week. Yeah. Wait, are any of these internet beefs? Or are they real life? One of them is an internet beef. Damn. Yeah, I know. It's time for the internet portion of our podcast. Yeah. Unlike the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the internet. The internet. 
Okay, so number one, I was at a Tommy show last night and two things that fucked me up happened there. <laughs> number one, a girl came up to me and was like, hi, I left your set. And I was like, I know. Um, <laughs> and then she was like, do you want to join my union for comedians? And I was like, so weird, because I have no idea who this person is. So why are they unionizing comedians? And then someone else came up to me and they were like, yeah, that person isn't really a working comedian. So I just want to like toss out a question to the listeners. And you also, if you're not a worker, can you start a union? No. You sh- shouldn't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so because the point of a she union She wants to be an overlord. Yeah, right? I think she's kind of doing like top-down structuring type of thing. Yeah. Like, why is she being the mag- managerial class for like field that she doesn't even work in? <laughs> exactly. Lots of questions here. <laughs> Um, it seems like kind of a, a weird place to be in order to advocate for a group's rights that you don't belong to, you don't have any special expertise or like niche affiliation to. You, those are, yeah. those, in my opinion, are like, okay, let's say you're, uh, this is a good example, I guess, let's say you're not a sets worker. I think you can advocate for sex workers' rights if you are, for example, a lawyer. Yeah. Who specializes in human rights mm-hmm. or workers' rights or what have you. Sure. Right? That makes sense. Let's say um, you're not an intersets person, but you're a physician who's sympathetic mm-hmm. to, you know, issues that affect intersets people. Of course, you can advocate intersets people Mm -hmm. you know like if you're not a comedian and you have no particular expertise why what are you doing trying to unionize comedians no offense we don't want you get away from us you know what it is i don't trust i don't want your joint (laughs) i don't want your joint yeah that's the other thing you know what it is this person (laughs) thinks that they're this like big community organizer Mm -hmm. which we know is not it's a delusion. Yes. So they think that they're a community organizer and they've mm. found this community that they think is beneath them. This disenfranchised group of losers. Yeah. True. That's literally wise. <laughs> and they think that they can do whatever they think we're doing better. Yes. And I think that it is insulting a Mm -hmm. (laughs) to think that you deserve stage time if you're not a comedian or a platform yeah second of all uh to assume that we don't have our own organizing efforts because i for example know that this person has no is attending shows in the independent comedy scene has no idea that the independent comedy scene in our city was essentially started by protesting and refusal to be subjugated by the comedy club system. Ottawa comedy through the first brick at Stonewall. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have to do half our shows in the basement of a gay bar. Yeah. No, but seriously. Like, actually, that is how the yeah. scene started. And also, there is a comedi- Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians, which advocates for comedians 
right to make money. Exactly. So... And we literally, through, like, protesting, have uh, seen the sexual assaulter owner of Just for Laughs deplatformed, yeah. removed from his organization. Yeah. We've seen um, business decisions that were going to seriously fuck Canadian comics out of the living that they were making get repealed because people, comedians were walking out on Just for Laughs showcases when SiriusXM said that they wouldn't be playing Canadian comedians yeah. on the radio anymore. We've seen people running collect like collective comedian collective so like queer comedy collective be deplatformed for being mm -hmm. a rapist <laughs> yes exactly so i think it's fine yeah. i think we're good but thank you so much and it's uh, it's, hyster <laughs> it's hysterical to insert yourself into a group of people without having any understanding of a the work that they do or b the historical context under which they've been working and organizing. Imagine if I went to like a, <laughs> like a fucking place where there's a bunch of sex workers, and mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, let's unionize. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would be like, show us your whole license. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. So that was number one. Yeah, that was annoying. Uh. And they did offer me a joint, and I, I've kind of decided that I, I might <laughs> stop smoking weed so I can play him straight edge. Just kidding. I, uh, but I don't want to share a joint. You don't need to smoke other people's weed. No, I will never... I, unless I'm friends with somebody, I would never smoke somebody else's weed because I, no. I don't know where the fuck their mouth is, you know? Yeah. Not that I know where my friends' mouths are either, but I feel, I feel confident. My second thing was <laughs> at the comedy show last night. A guy asked me if I was headlining the all-white-looking Indian Comets show. Okay, let's unpack this. <laughs> and I've had to say this before on the podcast, but, like, obviously I don't... I am white-passing. I don't enter racism. I'm only half-indigenous. Only. Uh, <laughs> only half. But... He said that to me and one other girl who was at the table who actually is a strikingly similar background to yeah. me. We're from the same area of the same province and she's half Northern Indigenous, half Irish. But uh, there were a lot of people on that show who weren't there. Yeah. And uh, he decided to be racist to my face but then do behind the back of all these other people. people who really don't deserve it and it's like okay well it's really not appropriate to comment on this in general but you're not on the show and it's really not your place yeah well he was he was rude to you in three different ways <laughs> the first was that he was insinuating that you shouldn't really be headlining Yes. Which is laughable. Yes. The second was that he said he everybody... Because he doesn't have six minutes. He's he, going to tell me I don't have, have half two. an hour. <laughs> he doesn't have two minutes. True. He doesn't have one joke. <laughs> the second mm -hmm. is that he is implying that everybody on the show is white passing. Mm -hmm. Which, first of all, isn't true. Second of all, doesn't matter. Yes. And he shouldn't be commenting on it. Mm -hmm. Third is that he was kind of implying that there shouldn't be an all-Indigenous comedy show. He was kind of deriding the concept of it. Yeah. Well... 
I won't be attending his comedy show for all Arab guys with dreads. So. And no jokes. <laughs> I won't be attending his uh, unfunny comedians showcase anytime soon, which he will no doubt finally be fucking competent enough to headline. Um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed about that, and I think, what did I say? I think I said, shut the fuck up, Kia. <laughs> I did too. Well, because he said it yeah. and you and the other person were talking. Yeah. And I was like, what did you say? And then he said it again and I said, shut the fuck up, Kia. And yeah. then you were like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said before and I said to John, like, I look white, but I fight Indian. Also, like, <laughs> if you're a 23 year old man and you're about to speak, just think, does the world need this? The answer is always no. <laughs> More often than not. Anyways. <laughs> So angry this week. I'm sorry. I have a beef now. Everyone's fine with me. No, you do yours. I don't do mine. Mine's related to the Kia thing. Okay, so do yours. Yeah. So I was at a comedy show on Thursday Mm -hmm. and I got there early because I wanted to eat food. And there was Mm -hmm. a guy there who like only comes for lotto spots. He never tries to sign up for shows. And Mm -hmm. I don't even really know his name. I think his name is Chris or something maybe. And he came up to me and he was like, hey, are you trying to get a lotto spot tonight? And I was like, no, I'm hosting the show. Yeah. And he was like, oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was like, are you trying to get a lotto spot? And he's like, I don't know. It depends on the audience. Maybe. Yeah. So I was like, okay, he doesn't even know who's on the show. He doesn't respect women. He didn't believe me that I was hosting. (laughs) And then we're outside after the show Mm -hmm. and he asks our friend Dylan for his joint. Like, he's like, hey man, can I have some of that? (gasps) Okay. (laughs) Which is rude. Mm -hmm. And then people are talking and I don't even know how it came up. He's like, he's like, this is what I do when I'm trying to pick up girls. I show them a Magnum condom. But then when we actually have sex, I don't wear it. And I was like, that's rape. <laughs> like, I, I literally just, I was like, I was like, that's rape. And he's like, no, I don't mean like that. I mean, like, my dick isn't actually that big. I just convinced him that I have a really big dick. And I was like, it's rape. If you say you're going to wear a condom, then you don't. And then he was like, I didn't mean it like that. Great moves. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, great. Hope you get booked. <laughs> get six minutes of your little rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your sector is exactly like this is right now. <laughs> Bro, you're fucking bombing in the joint circle. <laughs> I hate that. I was like, mmm. <laughs> is the thing, yeah, with like that, that guy being like, oh, you're headlining the all-white indigenous comedy show? He literally watched me argue, like, Kill. objectively destroy yeah. doing all new material and crack open a room that hadn't gone Locked a once. single laugh yeah. in the, like, five comedians that were before me. Yeah. And it's like, not to suck my own dick, but it's like, okay, uh, Kia, like, obviously I have the chops. Yeah. But, he doesn't, but he doesn't respect women. I know. At all. I know. I don't think he respects anyone. You know what the worst thing is? What? I bet he has a bit dick. Probably. He doesn't fuck, though. No. No. He's too weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I got... I can't believe I got racismed by a guy who's in black that has dreads. <laughs> like, objectively, that's... Em- I, there's nothing I to do about it, but it's still embarrassing for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I asked for it. <laughs> 
Honestly, I'm just sick of people telling me I'm not indigenous. I the know. funniest thing is, my, so I'm doing this show on Thursday, and like, honestly, I'm I'm not excited because I only have like five minutes of Indian jokes. So the yeah, rest more than some people to do nor- on the show <laughs> be normal. Yeah, <laughs> I told my mom, and she was like, "I didn't know there were Indian comedians." I was like, "Honestly, me neither." <laughs> When I she told was really excited. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I told my mom about the indigenous comedy show, and she was like, is Don Kelly on? <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes, he's on. <laughs> Local legend. Local CBC legend, Don Kelly. Love yeah, him. I know. I'm going to fuck so many moms by telling them I was on a comedy show with Don Kelly. More yeah. than one comedy show with Don Kelly. I'm going to fuck so many moms by telling them I'm friends with Don Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good dumb bitch. Okay, I'm ready. Kay. It's time for Dumb Bitch of, of the, the Week. week. All right. So, a few months ago, mm-hmm. I went to my friend's, oh, I guess it was in September because it was Folk Fest, my friend's mm-hmm. concert, mm-hmm. and there was this girl there that was taking pictures, and she was wearing a um, Yu-Gi-Oh silk shirt from, like, Walmart, you know, those, like, yes. shirts that 12-year-old boys wear? Mm-hmm. You're familiar. Yeah, because I wore them when I was a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, this girl was there, and she was, like, talking to me and my friends, and I didn't like her because she was being really annoying, mm-hmm. but... I thought that they were friends with her. Okay. And apparently they're not, and they don't like her. Okay. But they introduced me to her, and she was like, oh, I know Sophie, we've matched on Tinder before. And I was like, no, we haven't. Okay. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. And then after that night, she- Also, that just mean you know each other. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I was like, I've never seen this person before. So mm-hmm. after that happened, she messaged me on Instagram, and she was mm-hmm. like, hey, we should go out sometime. Mm-hmm. And I lied, and I was like, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And then she was like, she could come too. <gasps> Okay? Yes. So this is the background. So the other day, I let my friend use my Tinder, mm-hmm. and she swiped right on this girl. No. So I accidentally matched with her, whatever. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So we matched, and mm-hmm. then she messages me, and she's like, hey, and I was like, hi. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, are you newly single? And I was like, not really. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to fuck with this girl, because she's yeah. so annoying. Um, she also is Polly, and she has an Instagram story that's all people rejecting her. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll talk to this girl. We'll see what happens. Dude, why would you cell phone like that? Right? Yeah. It's insane. The number one thing that you, sh- that you should, like, never do is I think you should never, if you're unsuccessful in relationships, uh, this is what I imagine that it would be like. Right. So if you're, like, unsuccessful dating-wise... <laughs> You shouldn't project that because if you want to be successful, you have to project the image that other people want, want you. to date you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So otherwise, why would anyone want to date you? You seem it's like depressing and sad. Last week's leftovers. Yeah. You seem like a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if you're hot, people start to think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm point. Perfect example of that. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, not really. And then she sends me a message that says, I'm trying to be topped by you. LOL. <laughs> okay. Skip the middle, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm the bottom. Okay. And then she said, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm just looking for someone to punch me in the face. Okay. And then she said, verse. And I said, no. And then she said, I'm going to post this in my rejection streak. This feels like a rejection. Like her Instagram highlights story. Her rejections thing. And I was like... No. I was like, all right. Do you tell people before you post them? Because I think you should get consent. And she was like, LOL, no. It's just because I know you that I'm, that I'm telling you I'm going to post it. 
So I was like, okay. And then she said a bunch of other stupid shit that doesn't really matter. And then she was like, she was like, what are you up to tonight? I'll come slap you in the face. And I was like, I'm at work. And then she was like, don't you work in a jail? I'll come slap you. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then she messaged me on Instagram. Dude, if you worked in a jail, you should have let her come because what she's doing is literally illegal. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then she messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, this is criminal harassment. <laughs> it is. Okay, where is it? She responded to one of my stories and she mm. was like, she was like, you're a fucking useless lesbian. And I was like, what? And then she was like, I thought you liked it when people were mean to you. And I was like, that's not what I said. What's her address? She lives in she lives in Hall. Oh sweet, pull up. perfect. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Tell her to pull up because nobody says shit like you're a useless lesbian. Thank you. Jesus Christ. And I I know that I engaged with her over Tinder, but like, come on. That doesn't give her license to start messaging you on Instagram. Here's the other thing: it's predatory to put people rejecting you on your Instagram, especially like in like a story highlight, the only time that it's ever somewhat appropriate to post something like that on Instagram is if the other person is being unsolicited and she's like, she's, she's being, the one that should be posting. She's being the bad person. Yeah, yeah. She's being the bad person and she's doing the posting. Yeah. But if somebody sends you like a wild ass message, like whatever, just block out their name. Yeah, exactly. You can post it. It doesn't matter. You know, like if it's not a stranger and yeah. sending you dick pic or something, just blur out their dick and post it. I don't care. I don't think that that's wrong. To post private conversations when the other person is really just like trying to be polite. Yeah, I didn't want to be rude because she knows my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I have to respond. Mm hmm. But, like, I have so much tea on this person because after she messaged me and was like, your girlfriend can come too. And I was like, ew, why are you trying to solicit me for a threesome? Mm -hmm. I kept, like, complaining about her to other people. Mm -hmm. And I found out that she, like, fucked someone out of a housing situation because mm -hmm. she tried to sublet her apartment and she wasn't allowed. Oh. And then the person moved to Ottawa and they couldn't move into the apartment that she was trying to sublet and they had nowhere to live. Oh. And also she told a bunch of people that my friend was bipolar and she's not. And it doesn't matter if she told people that. Yeah. But when she she was like yeah like your roommate told me you're bipolar and she was like why would my roommate tell you something that isn't true yeah stop telling people that you're That's just making stuff up so crazy like yeah. why would you mm -hmm. just make up stuff about people for no reason yeah what's the point in telling people <laughs> someone's bipolar <laughs> yeah <laughs> regardless of whether it's true or not it just seems cruel it just seems random unnecessary What's the point? yeah jesus christ well that person needs a smack yeah I, i'm gonna block them i just needed to keep them in access to me for this and then i'm now i'm gonna block them yeah you ever wish you had access to like tranquilizer darts or something because i feel like that chick would just be better off if she slept for like 48 hours in a row or something it's like that kristen bailey tweet where she said everybody should be allowed to trank one person in their life Literally, this yeah. one. Or someone throw her phone in the river. She needs a smack. Yeah, honestly. She really needs a smack. You can't just... Oh, also, she's a separatist. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Great. 
the hits just keep coming with this shit. The Yu-Gi-Oh silk shirt, separatist, cross-platform harassment, name-calling. <laughs> Fucking people out of their apartments. I love that. I love that. Dude, I would've... Yeah. That's not, not positive for anyone. Insane. Oh, also, apparently her main partner is a really ugly white guy named Wolf. Wolf what? I don't know. Okay. I've never seen him. Okay. Interesting. Someone just told me that. Okay. <laughs> so she's Polly and she has a boyfriend. Yeah. That's a and, But she really wants a girlfriend. So she's like really desperate. And I would feel bad talking shit about this person if they mm. weren't mean to my friends. Yeah, well, they've been mean to you, too, and nobody knows who they are. It doesn't fucking matter. If you want to behave like that, I'm sorry, but you've really just forfeited your rights for me to be nice to you. I don't care. Yeah. I think she needs to be put on blast. I think she needs to be shamed a little bit because she really needs to be put back in her place. People only ask like this if they've never been punched in the face. Yeah. She really needs to, like... But, like, why is she acting like this, you know? I don't... I have to assume it's mental health. It has... It's entirely possible that it's mental health but she also might just be a bad person though she could also just be a bad person but if you have people around you they should be preventing you from acting I don't in even... these sort of ways if you're not in control of it yeah yourself but maybe they don't know because maybe she's misrepresenting her own behavior because it kind of seems like she's doing like a lot of like self-victimization. She is. And, and I think she's about, alienating her friends. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. She's, iso- she's isolating herself. With her bad behavior. Exactly. You want to know how I know that she is? Because on her rejection story, it's not just romantic rejections. It's also like her friends are canceling plans on her and she's putting them on blast. Well, that's a surefire ticket to dying alone on an ice floe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just push her out. I mean, honestly, honestly, she's, Free her. she's taking up too much food. Other people are starving. <laughs> this chick wants to stay alive and act like this. <laughs> this is why it's important to have social policing. And I just like community-based solutions, you know what I mean? Yeah. People can all be acting like this. And you know, maybe it's nobody's business, but it kind of seems like she's um, projecting the most possible harm that can emanate <laughs> from one single person, you know? Like, I thought that she was friends with my friend, so I wasn't rude to her when I met her. No. And then we got into the Uber and Felicity was like, I fucking hate that girl. And I was like, why were you talking to her then? Yeah. Tell me if you don't like someone. Yeah. At least you know if I don't like someone because yeah. I just won't even look them in the eye. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they talk to me and I'm like, just their ghost. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Should you treat the weed? Yeah, probably. Okay, that one. Nice. Uh, 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 uh. Can you tell me who your tweet is by so we don't do the same one? Mine is by this person. Okay. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> I'm doing two. Fuck it. Fuck it. Do two tweets. Fuck the rules. <laughs> do it. Who cares? Okay, my number one is from Clint Torres. Yes, Clint. Very good tweeter. Love him. He's been my tweet of the week before. Yeah. Um, and he tweeted, "My feminism is rooted in a buy or all by the ditzy chits in which they murder their friends' abuser. It begins and ends there." True. Absolutely. True. Being a good friend and a good feminist 
is just about fucking people up when they hurt your friend's feelings. That's absolutely that's true. That's literally that's Correct. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. My second tweet of the week is by Toadfish Zwayze at Tom Zwar. <laughs> and he said, Montreal people be like, Sacre Blizz, you pipes at my polyamorous partners <laughs> appointment are poisoned with lead. <laughs> I love that tweet. It's true. Every apartment has poisoned lead pipes. Everyone in Montreal has a fake French accent and is polyamorous. Uh, that it's is. Grimes subtweet. That's a. a, <laughs> a f- three point warning sign system at symptoms that might lead you to have an ugly haircut. Living in Montreal. Having lead poisoning and being <laughs> polyamorous. <laughs> I think actually having an ugly haircut, lead poisoning, and living in Montreal actually make you polyamorous. Okay. Right? It's chicken egg. Yeah, it's chicken egg. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. My tweet of the week is from Clara Pluton. Mm-hmm. You're in her DMs. I'm her cashier at the co-op bringing up her hot food as bulk grains. We are not the same. <laughs> yes. yes. Practice. Yes. That's allyship. That's the only type of flirtation that I accept is the me one too. that puts me in a better place materially. Yes. You're not a socialist if you don't flirt by improving material condition. If you're not giving me a discount at your work, do not DM. Literally. You can't. <laughs> you can't get me anything. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't care if you just work in an office that doesn't sell anything. You better be bringing home those paper clips. Bring me those creamers. Let me use your printer. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a printer, and everybody makes fun of me about it. But I love having a printer. And the funniest thing about this <laughs> is I don't know what instilled this quality in like myself and my brother. But having a printer obviously makes us feel safe. Because I was moving out and my boyfriend was like, Rory, what are you going to do without a printer? And he was like, oh, don't worry, I have my own printer. <laughs> Living in a two-printer household. Rory doesn't even print anything. You don't know that. You're right. <laughs> he, he'd be printing. Rory does a lot of stuff. That's true. Sometimes he even needs a pen. My favorite, favorite storyline in my little brother's life recently is that he's been... Uh, doing like videography for money and these yeah. two elderly women hired him to make them a YouTube channel and one of them's a children's book author who's as of yet unpublished <laughs> and the other one is a puppeteer and the one that has puppets is really horny and has been constantly hitting on him using the puppets. I'm just glad he's getting some. And he didn't tell me about it and I was like why not and he's like I'm embarrassed and then I felt really bad. Sorry, a 76-year-old woman hit on you using the voice of a puppet. Better than nothing. <laughs> At least she's not a juggler. Then he felt, he, he like, tried to put it in a positive light and said he was trying to get that Miss Piggy head. <laughs> it's like, okay, enough. That's disgusting. I know. I'm so, I've learned so many disgusting things about my brother from living in an apartment with him and my boyfriend for two weeks because they were just broing down the entire time. What's the worst one? Um, his favorite porn categories are lesbian and ginger. Ugh. <laughs> Which is like, at least he's not into anything weird, but... Yeah. Eh. Who watches lesbian porn? Come on. Besides straight girls. Yeah. Literally. It's literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess men want, do, but... 
God knows I don't. Honestly, it's gay to watch anything but penal. That's um, true. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I, I literally, like, the day before we were moving out, <laughs> I walked into the room and my brother and my boyfriend were talking about how much they respect Nelly Furtado's early work as an artist, and I was like, I'm going to lose my what little sanity I'm holding on to by a fucking thread if I don't get out of here in the next like 14 hours. <laughs> like I need to leave. <laughs> this this is not a safe space for me. <laughs> my entire living room is the fucking gamer zone. I just put in headphones and listen to classical music at full blast because I was trying to tune out a two-hour-long conversation about pay-for-play ethics and gaming. Oh, they're real Anita Sarkeesians, huh? Okay, this is really dark. My boyfriend has a celebrity crush on Anita Sarkeesian because he wants her to stole to him. She's kind of hot. She is hot. Yeah. It's disgusting to think about somebody who wants her. Okay, true. That is psychosexual. It's... I don't understand why men are simultaneously so put off by, like, kind of nagging partners on the whole, but also, like, sexually aroused by them. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many men who are like, oh, I love, like, a mean, cunty, like, woman who, like, won't even look at me and is so, like, on them. disinterested. Yeah. Yes! Well, that's why they like it. Doesn't work in practice. Oh, it just gives them an excuse to cheat. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Then they can have it both ways. True the more you know. Hmm. Hmm. Good thing I'm a perfect angel. I mean, all women are naggy. That's just... Well, you wouldn't have to nag if people just left things in the right place. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I think we're going to have another listener questions episode for the next bonus episode, so I'll just put we'll post the that. word out on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and we'll record that next week. Yeah. Cool. Alright, bye. Bye.